Welcome to the Very Pink Knits podcast, the companion podcast to the Very Pink Knits YouTube channel. I'm Stacy, and I'm here with Polly. Hi, friends. If you would like to get your knitting question on the show, just email it to podcast at verypink.com and please tell us where you're from. And if you're enjoying the ad-free show, please consider supporting it. Patrons get uh, priority in their questions and we mostly just answer Patreon <laughs> questions now because we get a lot of Patreon questions. Mm -hmm. They get they priority keep and they keep, yes, thank goodness. We wouldn't have a show if the questions didn't right. keep um, coming. And right. they're awesome questions. So yeah, yes. Definitely from what I call knitters with a K. Um, if you would like to learn more about becoming a patron and the different tiers of membership, you can follow the link in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash verypinknits. And don't forget, we have the River City Wrap Pattern is from Allison LeCicero, Freckles and, Freckles and Pearls. That is the bonus, the perk for brioche tier patrons right now. And I I'm knit really my... excited to knit that. Yes. It's really I, fun I just knit. ordered yarn. Oh, yeah? And yes, are you still yes. doing a solid color? I am. Yes, okay. I am. I was hoping to make it up to Richmond to buy the yarn that Allison used oh. in the design because we're not far from that shop. But that uh, hasn't happened yet in summertime traffic and stuff. So I actually ordered from Knit Picks, which I haven't done in a while, but like a caper colored wool. I'm really excited. Is it, it's a solid caper color wool? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I got palette, which I knit with a really long time ago and yeah. loved. And I got it again. Okay. Well, yeah. we're going to keep an eye. I want to see how this looks in a solid color. Yeah. I've talked about my friend Steven knitting his, and he's doing his in a solid color. It looks like a totally different wrap yes. in a solid I color. I reached out to Steven, and I was like, how do you like the solid color, and how do you like the yarn you're using? We had a little exchange. Oh, good. He's so yeah. nice. <laughs> and he's going to say, did you talk about me on the podcast? Because I'm getting Instagram friend requests. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to listen and find out, Stephen. Yeah. Oh, he's a patron. He's a patron. So, I mean, of course, he's got the pattern. He's he's knitting it. Yeah. Um, and our uh, our yarn patron, speaking of patrons, as always, <laughs> is Turtle Pearl. Turtle Pearl makes identical twin self-striping yarns, um, two hanks. And when you knit them up, you don't get fraternal twin socks. You get identical twin socks. They make other weights of yarn, too. You can... Go to turtlepearl.com and use the coupon code that I'll put in the show notes. I'll also put a link to their website. And is that all of the stuff I have to get through? We, we so. were on summer break and then we had an episode of the patrons. And so this is really our first episode back in the regular feed. Um, Patreon, Turtle Pearl, Introduce Polly. I think so. Hello. <laughs> the things I is have Patreon do. still doing the trial membership? Oh, thank you. Yes, Okay. Um, Patreon has now started offering free seven day trials. So you can jump over, snatch your seven day trial and listen to what we've got going on over on Patreon with the bonus episodes. You can see the conversation going on. You can get a priority question in there. Yeah. <laughs> but we hope you stick around. We hope you like it and we hope you stick around to support mm -hmm. the ad free show. I love mm -hmm. not doing ads. And so Patreon is um, the way to go for us. It's working it really out. Is. I listened to an old episode not long ago, and there were still ads. And I thought, oh, the ad-free show is so nice. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a podcast listener. And I, mm -hmm. if there's a podcast I like, I always support it to get the ad-free version. And because I want the people to keep doing the podcast because I like right. it. So let's right. support. Let's support what we like. Yeah, um, for sure. 
Okay, well, we have knitting questions to get through here. You've yes, got the document do. open. You ready to read I some do. knitting I'm questions? Ready. Okay, let's here do it. Goes. Hello, Stacy and Polly. Can you talk sometime about how you follow knitting trends? I like to know what's new in the world of knitting. I've been reading some of the Vogue knitting magazines and Pom Pom. I enjoy them. The designs are often not things I would actually wear myself. I suppose over time I'll learn to incorporate some of the trends in more conservative pieces. I'm about 60, so while I love neon, a neon sweater knit in bulky yarn may look crazy on me. <laughs> I'm very curious to hear what you and Polly think about knitting trends and how to keep up. Thank you for such an enjoyable podcast every week. Also, I love the picture of your dog sitting on your backyard furniture. They do have a great life. Aww. All the best, Sharon from Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Hi, Sharon. This hmm. is a good question. And it's yeah, something it uh, just a couple of days ago, I was out with a couple of friends went out to dinner and we were talking about something being in style. And we, we, the three of us agreed, whatever you like right now, everything's in style. Like whatever Everything. you want is in style. And there are trends. There are things you can see that are, that are trendy. And, but if you don't want to jump on board with that and you want to wear a neon sweater knit in bulky yarn, which sounds really eighties to me, which probably mm. is totally probably in style. <laughs> Really, what everything is in style right now, and really the thing to do is to pull it off, you know, to yeah. to wear what you want, wear it confidently, and ha and the, you're you're setting the trends, mm -hmm. Sharon. It's up to you to set yeah. the trends for you. For it's the confidence that you put into something that makes it. Anyway, I totally okay. agree. And if you're comfortable, you're going to feel confident. Like if you feel good in something, it's yeah, going to work for you. Absolutely. But I, I do uh -huh. want to address because we there are such things as knitting trends, of course. Yes. And uh, well, Polly, do you have a way that you follow? Well, I don't no. think that you. <laughs> I'm not very trendy at all. I'm afraid I have like, <laughs> but I but I definitely look at things in knitting and think, okay, that pattern is a trendy pattern. Right. <laughs> I can recognize a trend. But you can I don't. recognize. Okay. Well, uh -huh. I'll tell you what the, my take on this is the Ravelry hot right now list is probably a good way to see things that are, are trending. And then there are a few publications that probably help with promoting these trends like Vogue knitting, like, like Pom -pom. Sharon said, Pom Pom magazine, which is going to be more edgy kind of alternative trends. Yes. Interweave knits. I would say traditionally has always been more wearable. You know, the, huh. you're, you're going to have a okay. a lightweight sweater with some lace trim that just fits well. You know, it's it's not going to be runway kind of stuff. Just and and I guess interweave knits. I would say their designs are going to be more timeless. Mm -hmm. um, so they're kind of setting the trends, and a lot of times, you know, a, a pom pom magazine will come out, and then the, you know, two of the sweaters from that new magazine are going to be in the Ravelry Hot Right Now list because they're new and people, I'm not exactly sure how the algorithm works. Like, I think it might be views. On. Yeah, it's not about the number of times it's been knit. It's in the number of times it's been clicked right, on, right? Right, Because something will be brand new and in the Hot Right Now list and no one's knit it yet, right? Right. And it's also from a magazine, so it's not pattern purchases. It must be views on the on the Ravelry page, whatever it is. So that's, those are different ways, you know, the different knitting magazines, putting things out. That's always fun to look at. I think a summary of what the trends are doing is 
the rivalry hot right now list. That is mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I agree. You can see how that is. Um, the designs are often not things I would actually wear myself. That is something that I pay a lot of attention to. And Polly, I know this applies to you as well. Cause Polly, you knit practical things. Yeah, I do. You knit practical things to stay warm. Right. <laughs> and you want them to yeah. be beautiful. Yeah, I want them to be comfortable. <laughs> and I'd like for them to fit into what I wear. That's right. Fun to knit, comfortable, you know, well, I was going to say easy care, but you're willing to do a hand wash on a sweater that you yes. love. Not a problem. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there are some crazy things out there that just don't end up being practical, that end up being trendy and don't make a lot of sense. And I don't want to go into details because I don't want to make any designers mad, but I'll say that wraps that have big loopy holes in them are going to catch on every single thing you want. Yes, they are. Or things that don't fit well are not, you know, that that don't stay on your shoulders or too tight under the armpits or Mm -hmm. those things are not going to be favorite things that you pull out to wear again and again. And that gets us back to like, you're the trendsetter. You, everything's in style. You know, I think Sharon needs to go get some neon yarn right now. If you want to, Sharon, if you love it. She loves it. You should, you ought to do it. She's worried that it would look crazy on me. She loves Dion. Mm-hmm. I think it's time, Sharon. Yeah, it's not going to look, it's not going to look crazy on you. No, it's also how you style it. I mean. Yes. Get it. Don't wear neon <laughs> pants with it. <laughs> or, you know. Or do. <laughs> or do. Just to, I think as long as you own it, you're going to be fine. As long as you own it. Yeah. Find mm-hmm. the pattern, find the yarn. Get no, that thing. I've never, I've never been trendy. I enjoy looking at those knit pieces. I like to know like what techniques went into creating them. Uh huh. But for me, knitting is such a um, wonderful way to be productive that I don't yeah. want to knit something that I'm not going to wear for years. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I also just think that, well, you see the knitting trends come and go. And unless uh-huh. it's really part of your style, like it's not, it's not like fashion on the runway with, you know, regular clothing fashion, because we put a lot of time into these things. So and money. Yeah. Yeah. Good so, yarn is not inexpensive. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> we know this. All right. Okay. Okay. Here goes. Hi, ladies. Love the podcast, especially the extra one we patrons enjoy each month. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Yes, we were. (laughs) I have a question about curling edges on an afghan I'm knitting. There's a border on all sides in moss stitch to prevent the mostly stockinette stockinette stitch blanket from curling. However, the borders on all sides flip over right where the moss five stitch, pearl one knit one, pearl one knit one, pearl one border ends and the stockinette begins. It's very annoying. Is there a way to prevent this or to get rid of it? I'm using worsted Encore Superwash yarn and I knit Portuguese style. Thanks again for the podcast and the great advice, Pat in Chicago. Hi, Pat in Chicago. <laughs> um, this is a question that I get kind of a lot and I put a video out called, Why is my knitting curling? It and is I- really frustrating when that happens. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, Encore Superwash. So it, I'm not... Is Encore... Is it wool? That's what I'm wondering. Can you look I, on your phone real quick and tell me what I Encore, sure can. Because <laughs> I think it might be an acrylic yarn. I think it might be Knit Picks. Gosh, there are so many yarn brands to keep track of. Okay, while she's looking at that, I'm going to tell you this video I have, Why Is My Knitting Curling? I will put a link in the show notes because that goes through a lot of the different ways, the reasons that a 
a yarn would be, your knitting would be curling. The first one is that if your gauge is really tight, I'm not talking about a border flipping up. I'm just talking about knitting curling as it's coming off your needles. The tighter your gauge, the more likely the knitting is going to curl. Do you have an answer for us yet? Not yet. Okay. I'm moments away from it though. No, you, okay. You just let me know when you're ready. The, um, when you have something like a border that's flipping up, I find that getting, if you're using a wool, using um, steam and a little bit of pressure from an iron to get it flattened out, or when you're blocking it, when it's fully wet, once it's blocked out, it's going to stay that way. It's not going to continue to flip um, through the life of the blanket. Do you have the answer mm-hmm. now? Okay. Encore worsted is 75% acrylic and 25% wool. Okay. That's trickier. Yeah. Okay. Because wool is always going to behave better. Behave. Behave. That's what I was mind. going for too. <laughs> than acrylic. And acrylic doesn't take to blocking very well. And with that much acrylic, you you can't do a steam iron with, with pressing. Mm-mm, it'll melt. Yeah. Um... Okay, I think Pat for the the answer to this is that you're going to want to wash and pin this out to dry with the yes. with the border flat and then just hope for the best. Is there anything needle size wise for in the future? No, because you can't switch your needle size for the last five stitches. Never mind. No. That won't work. If she had used bigger needles throughout the border or throughout the blanket, that would have given a looser, lacier fabric that that wouldn't maybe be flipping up. Maybe. But then you'd have a holy blanket. People would be sticking their fingers in. <laughs> it's no different than a granny square blanket. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Granny square blankets, kids stick their fingers through. <clears throat> I was one of those <laughs> kids that did that. Yeah. True. And it doesn't make a difference that, you know, uh, Pat says, uh, she's a Portuguese style knitter. Um, I think it has more to do with the gauge and the yarn. Yeah, the fiber content. Yeah, just get it all the way wet, flatten it out, let it dry that way, and and yeah, hope for the best here. I think mm-hmm. I think I think it'll probably stay down. Once I think so too. It's really pinned out and blocked. Or yeah, yeah. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah. I recently knit the fruit stripe shawl. Color change or stripes occur every ten rows. Thanks to your video, I now find color change is a breeze. My question is, how do you start a row with a slip stitch and a color change? I could not sort it out, so I chose not to slip the first stitch on row one of the color change. What do you say, oh mighty knitters? <laughs> Best to you from Chris Grawalowski in Vancouver, British Columbia. Hi, Chris. Um, Chris is saying that when they slip the first stitch... In a color change, the pattern has them slipping the first stitch. And uh-huh. so that first stitch ends up being the old color and not the new color. Do you see? Do you understand it? You're not. Yes. Okay. And that is just the nature of the slip stitch and the color change. There's nothing that you can do about that other than what Chris has done, which is just, I stopped slipping the stitch. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it, just, I suppose, just on those rows where there's a color change, because I think it's every 10 rows. Um not slipping the stitch would make it the right color. I'll tell you this. I've done a lot of color changes that exist like this on, on wraps and shawls. And slipping that first stitch with the color change, you know, you have the old color creeping up on the edge a little bit just on that one stitch. And you have it consistently throughout the whole edge of the wrap. It looks it's great. It's no problem. Yeah. It looks great. It looks like mm-hmm. 
it's, it's something that's repeated and it becomes a pattern that way with that stitch. And you have the benefit of whatever, whatever the pattern has you doing for that slip stitch is going to give you something kind of decorative with, I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I don't, I think it looks nice. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So Chris, there is no solution for not having that stitch in the old color other than what you've done, which is to just not slip the stitch to, to knit it. Um, but maybe it's not so bad. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think give it a try because it may wind up being less disruptive than a knit edge yeah. stitch yeah, with yeah, a, yeah. in a sea of slipped. Yep, yep. I'm the working on um, a wrap right now, the Jessica wrap, and it has the last two stitches of every row are slipped um, with the yarn in front. And then, so it gives you a really pretty edge. And this is my TV knitting because it's mostly just garter stitch. And somewhere 20 inches ago or something, I did not, I I knit those two (gasps) stitches and it is so disruptive. I, that's all I can see, but I'm knitting this for myself. I'm going, this is not something that I'm going to give as a gift that I want it to be beautiful and perfect. This is something that I'm going to use to keep my own neck warm. And so So you're not going to address it. You're just (laughs) going to let it ride. Yeah. It's TV knitting. It's meant to be keeping my hands moving with this beautiful wool while I'm enjoying my relaxing time. So I'm I'm happy to hear that. So that, oh, thank you. But (laughs) I'm I'm agreeing with you that like not slipping the stitch could be more disruptive than the the little color um, reach, the color reach. I'm knitting, so I'm knitting something right now that has a slip stitched edge and I missed the slipping and I had to fix it. You couldn't leave it. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't not. Yeah. If I had noticed the, that mistake earlier and it's something that I tell new knitters, like what's the best piece of advice you can give a new knitter? I always say, check your work, like constantly take a look at at what you've done because if there's a mistake, you can get it quickly and not. Right. And I, I wasn't doing that at all. I was watching what was I watching? The end of Ted Lasso or something when that was happening. You got to just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah. I definitely got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get the next Funny. one. Okay. Hi, Stacey and Polly. Really quick question. If a yarn says it's machine washable, does this mean that it is definitely a superwash yarn, even if the word superwash isn't mentioned on the label? Thank you, Jennifer from Western Australia, where it is knitting weather right now. Yay. Right. I'm jealous, having... Jennifer. It's really hot here. <laughs> right. Um, it, no. The answer, the quick answer to your quick question is no. If, nope. if a yarn says it's machine washable and doesn't use the word superwash, it is probably not superwash wool. Toss your swatch in the washing machine and see, see what, what happens. happens. <laughs> <laughs> superwash generally needs to be machine washed and dried to hold its shape properly. But other ways that yarns can be machine washable is if they are a different fiber content than wool primarily. Like if they're mostly cotton with a little bit of wool, you don't really see that Mm. very often, but mostly, um, a synthetic, like a microfiber with a little bit of wool that will be machine washable, even though it's not it's not superwash wool, which is a very specific thing where the, the, um, okay. When you look at a, a hair under a microscope mm-hmm. and you see all those scales, it's the scales that makes wool felt and stick to itself. And so superwash wool is wool that has had those scales removed 
so it won't felt to itself and it can be machine washed. But that also has the consequence of making it kind of floppy when it's wet and it has to be dried mm-hmm. to get that bounce back. So superwash wool, superwash yarn and machine washable yarn are, are two different things. I, I had the most interesting experience the other day. I was Googling a rustic wool and I read a comment that said, like, this sweater gets better and better the more I wash it in the machine. And I thought, oh, hang on a minute. This, there's no way that this is superwash yarn. I was just fascinated. And it made me want to buy a skein and try it. It's a rustic wool that's, that is machine washable somehow. That's what, that's what. Maybe they're breeding, like, really interesting sheep with interesting hair that. It's peace fleece. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. I've used it a lot. It totally felts. That's what I would think. It okay. totally felt like it has I've, to. Knit, I've knit with that yarn a lot and I have no ends to weave in because I spit splice everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to try that. Maybe they I have, thought there's no way. Maybe it wasn't a real reviewer. It was a paid reviewer or something. <laughs> Maybe. But Peace Fleece wouldn't want to mislead <laughs> no, us. No, they wouldn't want to mislead us. No, because Peace Fleece knows that the, the instant that someone puts – Okay, maybe they have a lot of different kinds of yarn, and it's one of the yarns that I don't know about. But mm-hmm. just their... it, no, it was peace fleece, like that heavy worsted. Okay, beautifully tweedy. No, it was their stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I want to make a blanket out of that, but I shan't be putting it in the washing machine. <laughs> no, don't do it. Nope. No, and yeah. Well, once you order that yarn, take a look at it. Let us know what the yarn label says. Okay. Okay. So I'm curious totally about will. that. And I mean, it's been probably 15 years since I've used Peace Fleece, but back in the days, like the early knitting internet days, no, it's been more than that, maybe 15 years. Um, Peace Fleece was one of the brands that was, you know, on the internet and part of the, the knitty.com community. And so it was a yarn that a lot of us were, were using and I still get their okay. newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I think they're a you good You liked company. it. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's, okay, great. it's rough. It is rough yarn. It uh-huh. is. I'm okay with that. I okay. love that. Okay. It's not you know like knitting. What, like, like selfishly, if I knit a blanket that's a little bit itchy, are the kids less <laughs> likely to mess with it? Yes. And so that means it's mama's blanket. They're going to go after the soft blanket and you yeah, get the Yeah, the cotton one. one that I can wash in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. It'll be extra Fine warm by too. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, we have an episode here, Polly. Okay. I thought we might. Yeah. The yeah. time moves by so fast. It always does. It always does. If people want to see your summertime fun pictures online, where do they find you? Polly.nits on Instagram and Polly Baker on Ravelry. Very good. You can find me at the Very Pink uh, YouTube channel, Very Pink Knits YouTube channel, verypink.com, and Very Pink Knits on Instagram. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes. And that is it for this week. So until next week, stay warm, my friends. 